Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Progressive Bitcoiner. I'm your host, Trey Walsh, and today we have on the show the Bitcoin Explorers, Ricky and Laura. Now, these are two of my favorite people in the Bitcoin space because I think they do such an incredible job of showing Bitcoin's use cases as they do their travels around the world, as they use Bitcoin in peer-to-peer ways with small businesses. And I think this is some of the most important work that can be done in Bitcoin, just showing people how fun and easy to use Bitcoin is and showing where mass adoption is taking place um, through peer-to-peer marketplaces in their travels. And it's just fun content to, to keep along with. So I was really looking forward to this conversation. And we talk about all of that. We talk about their travels. We talk about growing Bitcoin adoption using the Lightning Network and how important the Lightning Network is. We talk about Bitcoin culture and how we need to diversify and increase different communities in Bitcoin to show that it really is this worldwide phenomenon and so much more. This was such a a great uh, and fun conversation. I really appreciate Ricky and Laura coming on the podcast and please follow along with them. Um, I'll put their handles and stuff in the show notes so that you can all follow along and support their work and reshare their work and get more of the word out and show your normie friends, you know, what they're up to. Um, this is one of the best ways to show friends, oh, look at this cool way that Bitcoin's being used in, in Turkey or in Lebanon, or they use Bitcoin for this hotel or for this merchant. It's just a really fun way to show what Bitcoin is all about. So really encourage you all to, to do that, share their work. And please let me know any feedback you have on this episode and any other episode. You can always reach out to me at hello at progressivebitcoiner.com. All right, I'll let you get to the episode and we will see you again next week. Good morning Good to morning. the Bitcoin Explorers. How Thank are you guys? You. Good morning. Very good. What about you? Doing well. Little, little tired. Usually, so the, the time we're recording, and hello to everyone on the live stream at zap.stream, 7.30 my time, just afternoon your time, and I mentioned to people, grab a coffee, come join us. And someone mentioned like, oh, I'll grab like spaghetti. I thought it was the funniest thing. And I was like, oh, I have some like spaghetti in my fridge. So do I just bring that out and like eat that while I'm talking to you guys? Um, We are the first Italian guests of the progressive Bitcoiner. We're so happy. This is such a privilege. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. I um, so so I took Italian in college and I actually got to the point where I felt like I could speak. okay. it's one of my favorite languages. And then since then just just nothing it's just gone completely away and it makes me so sad it just means i need to, to oh, use so, it more and come visit so we're guys. not That's recording this podcast in italian we're not using your italian uh, it, no definitely not um <laughs> unless i do want i i i think i saw like btc sessions using that weird like ai thing that can like change you know your language as you as you're talking so unless we did that but it still looks a little a little weird to me so yeah we, uh, we, it's we happening though it's happening <laughs> yeah. though not yet but soon we're gonna yes. be able to have seamless seamless translations so cool oh yeah, yeah yeah for sure um awesome well for those that that don't know you guys do you want to give a little introduction to to who you both are and what uh the bitcoin explorers is all about i'm uh, i'm laura uh i'm a graphic designer and social media manager. Recently, I started with Ricky to travel the world to report the Bitcoin adoption around the world. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, My name is Ricky. I'm an activist. Uh, I discovered Bitcoin years ago uh, and I fell in love 
for the whole idea because the way I see it, Bitcoin is the most powerful tool to protect human rights and financial freedom all over the world. So that's the reason why I discovered Bitcoin and I started using Bitcoin uh, in my work uh, on a daily basis. And then I started traveling in emerging markets and hyperinflating economy chronically in Bitcoin adoption uh, in those areas of the world. Uh, I'm Italian, as you can hear. So I started my podcast. It's called Bitcoin Italia podcast. It was early 2020. 2019 and that was the first bitcoin only podcast in italian and then we started way recent more recently it's been uh, it's been one year now this project that it's in english actually in italian italy english that it's called bitcoin explorers and uh, we travel the world chronically in bitcoin adoption and we mainly use our social media uh, x instagram and youtube to post our social media contents and vlogs that's awesome. And, um, you know, uh, Ricky, I got to give a shout out to you as well. Um, I used to be a little spicier on Twitter. Let's put it that way. I, I think I've toned back a little bit, just I think getting a little tired, but also like, let me just focus on what's important here. And you had just you were among many people that had kind of dropped into my DMs just being like, you know, thanks. Like, you know, you know, and, and I think there's a lot of people spreading this you know, for, from us, especially for a U.S. audience, something like progressive means a lot. When I talk to my European friends or people around the world, they don't know what that word means. So most of our listeners are U.S. based. We have a growing contingency in Europe. And I think the reason for that is not about the word progressive, but about some of the things we're just talking about and the, the normal conversations we're pushing and the way that I'm trying to push talking about Bitcoin, not only in a you know, removing politics from it or kind of disassociating. It doesn't mean you have to be a libertarian or into all of these things, but also just in a mainstream, normal way. Let's not have it sound like a Ponzi scheme, right? Like it, it's it's not a Ponzi scheme, but sometimes I think people can underestimate the way you talk about Bitcoin is like, it, eh, if you make it sound too good to be true, people are going to assume it's too good to be true. So just talking about it in these ways and focusing exactly on what you said during your intro just now, which is like human rights, use cases. I love to see like peer-to-peer -peer use cases like you guys focus on. I think those things are are so, so important. Um, so the work you all are doing and so many others um, growing more and more is like, I think what's going to increase um, Bitcoin adoption. So do you all think about, I know you think about increasing Bitcoin adoption, but what for you is the driving force, maybe personally, and then also at like a 30,000 foot for, for what you guys are doing? Very interesting question. It's hard. It's very hard to to say, to be honest with you. Um, uh, first of all, uh, in Bitcoin, we talk a lot about mass adoption, right? But what mm. does exactly mass adoption mean, right? Uh, I mean, uh, smartphones are in mass adoption. Yes, I guess so. Are tablets in mass adoption? Smartwatches are in, are in mass adoption? I don't think yet. So first of all, I struggle a little bit with this concept of mass adoption. As Bitcoiners, we all would love Bitcoin to change the world quickly, you know, fast. Mm -hmm. uh, but the truth is, uh, 
that's not gonna happen guys it's so mm -hmm. early and bitcoin it's such a disruptive new technology that it's gonna take decades only to mm. start right only to see bitcoin uh in his early stages uh we we, we recently a few days ago it was the 15th anniversary of the white paper mm. right 31st mm. october 15 years is nothing when we think about how long it takes to this kind of technology to do what they are supposed to do. And this is mm -hmm. something, for example, we see regularly when we travel. Um, you mentioned X before or X Twitter. I don't know how we're supposed to call it nowadays anymore. <laughs> But as, as Bitcoiner, we kind of We, we are locked in this echo chamber, right? X. Everyone agree with us on X. So we have the feeling this is happening. Bitcoin is winning all over the world. We are changing everything. Woohoo! Awesome. We won. False. Yeah. The mm -hmm. moment you get out of X, out of your bubble and travel in the real world is the moment you realize we barely started. There is so mm -hmm. much to do. There's so much work to do in terms of education and adoption because these two things are the same. There is no adoption mm -hmm. without education and vice versa. Uh, so... Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, adoption, to, to, to reach a better adoption, we have to find a way to educate the masses in a more effective way. Laura, over to, over to you. What do you think is one of the more effective ways? So you, you tweeted what, yesterday about we should be on Instagram. I remember seeing that. And j just so many other things that I've heard some from so many folks just saying similar things. Um, reaching people where they're at. And it's this balance yeah. of advocating for like a new way of doing things, which is what Bitcoin is all about, but doing so in a slow and gradual way that can actually pull in the people that we want to pull in, which is everyone, or especially those that need need Bitcoin and 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 have use cases for it. So what about on your end? What do you, what do you think are just, it can either be principles or just some practical things amongst friends. Um, what are some things that you've found beneficial uh, for growing Bitcoin adoption, awareness, that kind of thing. As you said, we have to go where people are at. We have to speak their own languages, not our own language. You know, we, mm. we want we, have, we want to tell them what they need to hear, not what we want to say. Sometimes Twitter will look at me like a super selfish um, uh, platform, you know, because everyone just goes there, writes what they think and on their own way, waiting that someone engage with it or interact with it. It's not a social that is built for other people. Well, meta is fact and we all know that, but the way in Instagram mm -hmm. is made is like you want to make things easier for other people, more engaging for other people. It puts yourself in a way where it doesn't matter what you think. It just matters how other people Uh, get what you think, you know. So I think it's very important to go on Instagram, to go on TikTok, to go on other social media, speak with young kids. We are doing a lot of educational programs. 
which is great, but there is not a single page on Instagram that talks well about Bitcoin with good graphics, with engaging and funny content. There is not one, there is not a single company that has put a little effort, a little marketing budget on building a huge Instagram page. And when I say big, I speak millions. We need the, an Instagram mm. page about Bitcoins that have millions of followers. That, that is the main platform where we can defend ourselves when the, where, when the New York Times writes bullshit, when Greenpeace uh, does the skeleton. You know, we really need a main page. I know Bitcoin is not a company, so this is very hard to do, but it can mm. be. And there are Bitcoin and there are companies, companies uh, yeah. Yeah, out yeah, yeah. there. So they should focus more. I, I have the feeling we are a little snobbish, right? Uh, as a community, we, de we decided that X is a better platform. I'm not debating this. Maybe, maybe it is true. But the reality is, for example, uh, in, in, in the last couple of years, we travel extensively in Central America and more recently in the Middle East. Nobody knows what what X is there. Everyone is on Instagram. Yeah. They, they, they are not even on Facebook anymore. Instagram is the new Facebook. And, and it is what it is. This is a reality. So uh, it's kind of dumb to be snobbish because at the, in the end, these are just tools and you can mm -hmm. and, and we should use them. Yeah, it, it there is that it's that purity, right? So uh, it was funny. I was talking with um, Dennis Porter recently on an episode that'll be coming out. Um, I'm not sure when in orientation to to this one, but um, one thing that he pointed out was that you know you got to think. So first of all, Bitcoin's really early. Second of all, a lot of the leading voices in Bitcoin have been what I think Jameson Lop coined, but also what I talk about is like lifestyle maximalists. So these people that are based on like purity, based on their way of life based on particular religion, based on U.S.-based libertarianism, all of this. And they've been in the space for much longer. Now we're diversifying a bit. I think you've seen some of the left progressives coming in, like wanting being more vocal 2020, 2021. More folks that are doing these travel things like you all, especially in the last two, three years. So the Bitcoin ecosystem in terms of those that are producing content, those that are talking about Bitcoin and focusing on Bitcoin and not crypto, that that's that's new and growing really just the past couple of years, I, I feel like. So we're still in that transition period, um, but we've got to get away from the purity. You're right. It's, it's a tool. And uh, I like what, what Laura said recently about, you know, a lot of the other cryptos are winning a bit with engagement because they're willing to go to where people are at because they're advertising everywhere. Um, and again, that could be a, a factor of, you know, fiat money and markets and things like that. They have more ad revenue because people are just gambling more with these companies than say a Bitcoin company, which they consider maybe boring. I think that's going to start shifting. I mean, FTX was just convicted yesterday. Um, I think these things will, will help. Um, and not FTX, Sam Bankman-Fried. Um, so I think these things will help shift some of that. But I, I, I think you're exactly right. And that's interesting about um, Instagram. I know it's like the second most used or whatever chart I posted yesterday. Um, but but that's interesting to see a lot of the the world shifting to Instagram when it was Facebook for a large part of the world until a year or two ago, and it still is. But that that Instagram use, I I I agree, it's universally the one that's probably used the most right now. 
in terms of like especially in those uh, especially in those areas in emerging markets mm. uh, we've seen uh, with our own eyes uh, in el salvador 60 60 years old people uh, uh, doing live uh, lives on instagram, on instagram uh, about the square people dancing they were waving other people home when you we, we yeah. just we just got back from turkey and lebanon every mm-hmm. shop every even small shop there they have their instagram account out in display out of their windows so definitely instagram has a huge potential in reaching mm. all those people until we are not as loud as shitcoiners we cannot complain about as many shitcoiners there are out there until mm-hmm. Every company has a huge Instagram, TikTok profile that creates five uh, contents per day, just like Solana do. We shouldn't complain mm-hmm. because they're beating us on that. And that's laziness. That's, uh, yeah, poshiness. Like, I'm too cool to be on Instagram. I'm just on Nostra. Who the oh goes on Nostra to, you know, to, to talk about Bitcoin. So Bitcoiners. I, I think we should be much more it's, humble. It's an echo chamber, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, We should be much more humble and start working more on on social media. Yeah, I, I think part of it too is like a lot of people think, oh, Bitcoin's inevitable, so we'll just wait here and we'll say, yeah, but... "Told you so." When when that shitcoin fails, and like it 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 will at some point. Like the the timeframes are different on a lot of these. They're base. They're all they're all companies, right? And you look at any company, they usually fail. Um, hey, if if Apple comes in and wants to launch their own stable coin and they get government backing sure maybe that one will last a little bit longer right but these are all inevitably going to fail or wither out at some point just kind of historically um but taking that assumption view and just going from there i i always go back to the point of like i got into this space because i was only hearing one particular set of voices and i was hearing from others hey i'm only hearing one particular set of voices and my friends were thinking that something like bitcoin is boiling the oceans it's for criminals all this and i'm like i can't take it anymore i have to try to do something about this and try to you know add my add my voice or, or whatever because it's so loud um what people think bitcoin is and and i think we've grown a lot since then but there's so many days where i'm like this is still going to take and I, i think you all are in the same boat this is going to take yeah. years and years and years so it's like just being consistent like you guys are consistently posting content i'm consistently just trying to let's just put out episodes week after week after week and just keep doing it until you know until this isn't a thing anymore which probably always will be a use case for arguing to the left or um you know you know why why bitcoin matters mm-hmm. but And it's sure not exactly even right. only about holding and staking sats, you know. I don't want to have a fiat job for the rest of my life and just buying Bitcoin with that. I want to have a Bitcoin yep. job. I want my friends to travel the world and being able to work for international companies that pay them in Bitcoin. I want a new design and informatics schools to teach about Bitcoin because Bitcoin is kind of closer as it, it will be if we don't, you know, work on Bitcoin adoption. So it's it's also about... Yeah. Bitcoin mindset, you know, this is what I want. This is what I wish the, for the kids. The mindset, uh, we can just sit and wait because uh, Bitcoin is going to happen anyway. I'm 100% sure that Bitcoin is going to happen anyway. But uh, if we work better, it's going to happen way much faster. Yeah. 
Um, I'm okay. You want to just huddle and wait? It's okay, bro. You have kids? Good for them because they are going to enjoy your Bitcoin. If you are doing yeah. it for the kids and only for the kids, it makes total, it, it makes sense. But if you want to see Bitcoin happen in your lifetime, maybe you should work a little, you, you should be a little bit more proactive. Yeah, you're you're exactly right. Um, and, and I know both of you are big on spending and using Bitcoin, and I am as well. Um, it really depends on like jurisdiction. And the U.S. They like to them. make yes, and replacing. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, yeah. Just spend it, and uh, just that's it. Just spend your Bitcoin. Have no Bitcoin. Um, no, you know, definitely like spend and replace. It's it's the same concept. Uh, I I am that that's one thing that I'm worried about in the US is that, you know, I, I also am in the of opinion like Bitcoin is here, Bitcoin is out. If they wanted to squash it, it, it would have been best to do it forever ago. It's really hard to physically think about how to do that at this point. But places in the US will be very tricky as they are with most things. Tricky about how we talk about inflation, tricky about how we talk about the economy's fine, tricky about all these things. They're tricky about trying to put in these sneaky regulations, trying to tax it to oblivion, trying to make it hard for people to use it. Some politicians here don't want people to actually own their own Bitcoin, period. Um, like the senator where I'm based, Elizabeth Warren, which Bitcoin Twitter you know, rages on about all the time. And I do too, as someone who is a constituent of her and from her camp, I would argue. Um, so, so it's interesting. It, have you all found... You know, I know you've been to different jurisdictions that are a little more friendly to to Bitcoin peer to peer spending. Um, in the places that that are not um, as friendly to, because there, there's different areas in Europe, different areas in Africa. How do you find those peer to peer markets in terms of that? Because from what I've seen and heard as an outside observer, sometimes it just doesn't matter when people are using it and people need it, and growing from the ground up is the way to do it. So I'm curious how you all think about peer-to-peer -peer versus you know because in the u.s we're all like a lot of people jump in i mean you've seen with the bitcoin etfs companies are like okay they've they've approved this now it's safe to use bitcoin it's it, it's crazy um rather than just using it like like people are around the world so i'm curious how you uh, you all view that of course jurisdictions are tricky all over the world you have more friendly countries and less friendly countries uh, but that changes very little uh, in a long-term perspective. For example, mm -hmm. uh, we just traveled in Turkey. Officially, Turkey is not a Bitcoin-friendly country. Uh, the mm -hmm. president there, uh, Erdogan, uh, back in 2021, May 2021, uh, approved a regulation that, for example, bans mining, Bitcoin mining, mm -hmm. and Bitcoin payments as well. So yeah. the Turks officially, uh, they are allowed to buy and, uh, and, and sell Bitcoin and they can hodl Bitcoins. For them mm -hmm. is a store of value like gold, but they yep. cannot use Bitcoin to pay for goods or services. And this, mm -hmm. is, what, this is what this regulation uh, says. And then still you realize that in 2023, people, shops are accepting Bitcoin in, in, in Istanbul, uh, mm -hmm. but all sorts of shops, small merchants, a barber shops, um, uh, she got her uh, tooth fixed. Uh, uh, oh, uh, that's right. I remember yeah. that video. Yeah, yeah. 
and she paid in, and we paid in bitcoin so how is this possible if if officially uh, the regulation mm-hmm. bans bitcoin payment well for example uh, we talked to a couple of bitcoin lawyers and uh, they told us that this regulation is actually unconstitutional because according to the constitution mm-hmm. in turkey only a law can ban payments not a regulation so a regulation is not enough so even if they did it uh, not a single fine has been made to someone or to a merchant because he accepted bitcoin as well mm-hmm. uh, and that's why people still does that uh, on the other hand though Uh, in Turkey, uh, freedom of speech, unfortunately, is very bad. It ranks mm-hmm. uh, very low uh, according to freedom of, of speech, free journalism. Um, and this is an issue because every media platform in Turkey, basically what they do is government propaganda. So you cannot mm-hmm. discuss... Uh, on newspaper or big media outlet about inflation you cannot discuss bitcoin you cannot talk about just, uh, exchanges time. everything that is related to the crypto world uh, is banned and mm-hmm. th- this is a very effective technique because even if the turks can actually accept bitcoin someone someone does that but the mm-hmm. vast majority of the population is not aware that this is an option and this is yeah. why i keep saying if we want bitcoin to succeed our focus has to be on human rights we cannot be selective when it comes when it comes to human rights because if we want Bit- bitcoin to succeed faster Everything has to be there. Freedom of speech, freedom of all kind of freedoms, because mm-hmm. if governments have control on something, they're going to use that to work actively against Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know that phrase, everyone buys Bitcoin at the price they deserve, but that is so stupid. Uh, I hate favorite. it. Oh yeah. my God. It's... Yes, it is. If you have 10 friends uh, in the US, all super rich, and that there's one that doesn't care about Bitcoin. Okay, but this is not the case for half of the people that don't know what Bitcoin is or what Bitcoin are for. So we should work much more on those people because they deserve yeah. Yeah. much more than we do sometimes because there is a big lack of uh, there is a big lack of awareness you know and knowledge for example mm-hmm. in the in our uh, lately in the middle east uh, we were shocked to realize how many people is on binance mm-hmm. for example mm-hmm. they yeah, know nothing over there. everywhere they mm-hmm. invested millions in advertising in those yeah. countries so mm-hmm, th- mm-hmm. those areas of the world if they understand that potentially bitcoin is something that is going to help them achieve a better life uh, if they understand that potentially bitcoin is a great store of value they know nothing about self custody and even mm-hmm. if they got 
fucked by banks. When you tell them, listen, but you 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 got you got. I mean, your local currency is hyperinflating sixty uh, percent on an annual basis. Your banks are closing, and you just lost everything with you know the legacy financial world. And now mm-hmm. you get you 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 have Bitcoin. And you keep your bitcoins on, on a, a on a on a on a centralized exchange. That is a private mm-hmm. company. That's even yeah. more dangerous. They look at you when you tell them this. They look at you in shock, mm-hmm. and you realize they they they've never even thought about it. It's not in yeah. their you know. That means that you know all our amazing speeches on self custody our books our podcasts they don't listen to them we are failing in teaching yeah. them i mean it's one of those things that i'm trying to do my best to support as many folks such as yourself such as others and i i want to say his name is like kinetic bitcoin there's there's so many others that are doing these short snips like obviously like what carla and walker are doing what Joe is doing um, out in your neck of the woods. So many people that are able to to do like short clips. And I'm like that, you know, my thing, I enjoy longer conversations. I enjoy talking to folks like, you know, our audience is mainly U.S. based, just trying to inform people who are, you know, in the privileged, most likely they're listening to this U.S. based podcast on their iPhone, you know, Apple podcast, whatever, telling them this is why Bitcoin matters. Can you please stop like Elizabeth Warren, can you please stop getting in the way? Because this impacts like a lot of what happens in the U.S. Unfortunately, impacts the world, and it's what really frustrates me and sucks about the global financial system. The, you, the way the U.S. goes, the world follows in a lot of these ways. And Alex Gladstein does a great job talking about this, and the IMF and all of these other things. But you know, that, that's my focus. But also, I'm like, let's reach those people on Instagram with these 60 second sound bites of why self-custody is important just that little snippet to make people think oh okay let me look into that right like that's not going to be the end-all be-all right there but just the thought of like hey that's not really yours and the other thing i'll add is what's really new and i think really confusing if i step out of anything i know about bitcoin so you have physical cash okay you can hold that you have you have cash you can use coins whatever but anyone that's ever had digital money has used it in like a bank account right so the thought is, okay, bank account, that's where you you have your money. With this crypto stuff, it's digital on that you have to have it in some account. I think that, you know, it doesn't, I don't have to think too hard to think why people would think, how do you hold your own? What, what does that even look like? I mean, I don't, I can't code. I can't, what do you mean? Like hold your own, I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that Coinbase. I'm going to use that, that Binance or whatever. So I could totally imagine, you know, I think for Bitcoiners to be like, oh, that's crazy. They don't know that or whatever. Um, no, I can totally imagine where people are like, what do you mean not have it in Binance? Isn't that like the way to keep it? I don't want to lose it. Right. And then you're like, exactly. no, yes. you're, you're, you're going to lose it at some point. Sometimes I feel like we should talk less about Bitcoin itself, more about the principles be- behind Bitcoin and why Bitcoin. For mm-hmm. example, you can easily talk about self-custody without mentioning Bitcoin at all, ever. People will just realize yeah that Bitcoin is the best way to self-custody something that you have. We can talk about privacy. We can talk about store of value. What is a store of value? What are the characteristics of a store of value? And when you learn them and you study a little bit of Bitcoin, you know that Bitcoin is just the most perfect answer. But I, I, I say this to myself 
uh, as well. Sometimes it's just you know Bitcoin this, Bitcoin that, Bitcoin that. It looks like a it looks like a company. It looks like a brand with a very mm. bad marketing uh, compartment. And so yeah. yeah, let's talk more about different kind of things: freedom, freedom of speech, women empowerment. Uh, human mm. rights, Bitcoin will come along because we know it's the answer. But when I was listening to Bitcoin podcast, I was a Bitcoiner already. I didn't mm. just yeah. listen a podcast because, oh, let's learn something new. I've heard of Bitcoin thing. No, when I started to listen his podcast, I was a fan of his podcast. But by the way, I was already a Bitcoiner. Like, was I, this I before want... you two were together? Yes, yes, I was a, okay, I was okay. a fan. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, she, she she was a fan. She was a big fan. <laughs> and yeah. then a, and then a groupie, and then yeah. my partner. This is how. Nice. Okay. <laughs> and, now, and now your boss. Nice. And now my boss. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I knew when I wanted to hear. I love their podcast so much. Just like I am sure people love your podcast, but you know they are listening because they are already Bitcoiner. Mm. Yeah. We yeah. need to speak to women that if they're fighting for their mm. rights, but they are using the fiat system to do so, mm -hmm. it's just so stupid because the fiat system is the main tool for oppressing human, women around the world. So if you want, yeah. there's an alternative. But let's talk more about the principles behind Bitcoin. Let's not yes. be too fanboy of mm. this technology that looks like a brand. And let's mm -hmm. use uh, local communities more. Uh, to be honest with yeah. you, Trey, what makes me very excited is what's going on. What's ha What happened in the past, I don't know, three years? All mm -hmm. these local community popping up all over the world. Everything we know started probably in El Salvador with the Bitcoin Beach mm -hmm. model. And then we have communities growing all over the world, Central America, South America, Africa, Middle East, Asia. All these mm -hmm. communities, uh, they are doing grassroots Bitcoin education and adoption. And this is something very important that we should, I believe, support more. Um, yeah. In our travel, uh, we are ambassadors of, uh, Lugano, of the Lugano Plan B initiative. And I mm -hmm. think what they are doing there is the right approach. Of course, there is this Plan B, Lugano, they accept Bitcoin, blah, blah, blah. This is this is okay. This is cool. Mm -hmm. But let's let, let's face it. Lugano, Swiss is peak first world. So th mm -hmm. th that's not actually what matters the most. What I think is huge is the summer school they are doing in Lugano and all these uh, all these educational program they are investing in, for example, in El Salvador. Uh, partnering mm -hmm. with Bitcoin edu educators from all over the world. And while we travel uh, as, ambas as, as their ambassador, we are scouting for new communities uh, and new educational programs to build uh, there, in those markets, in those countries. Because, of course, mm -hmm. Bro, I'm Italian, you are American. We cannot talk to the Lebanese people, to the Turks, mm -hmm. to the Indian yeah. people. We need someone there that does the job and we, know, and we need to support those communities as much as we can. Because on the other side, in the shitcoin world, we have those massive companies and they invest 
billions in emerging markets because mm -hmm. they know it's a huge market. And, yeah. uh, but hardcore Bitcoin education usually have no budget. So we have to move as a community to help them because otherwise this is going to take a very long time, my friend. Hi, everyone. Hope you're enjoying the episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Bitbox. Now, Bitbox is a hardware wallet that's open source, incredibly secure and easy to use. And it's what I'm using to safely secure my Bitcoin in cold storage. Now, I know self-custodying Bitcoin can really be intimidating, but Bitbox is designed for ease of use without compromising on security. It's USB-C compatible and allows you to easily back up and restore your private keys with a micro SD card, which is really cool. Now you can purchase the BitBox using the promo code TPB at the link found in the show notes for 5% off your purchase. And I really want to thank BitBox for their support of the podcast. And I'm really excited about this new partnership. All right, I'll let you get back to the episode now. Yeah, and you're, you're so right about that. And um, the one thing that that I try to do as well, it sounds silly, but you know, uh, so my audience is still niche in terms of progressives and Bitcoiners in the US, right? Or a lot of people, and some people tune in to be like, well, you know, what, what's he on about? Or if they like the guest or something like that, right? So it, you know, it's so early in, in, in that regard, but another is like a lot of times I kind of plead with people, if you have financial means, okay, we're not the people to do that, but like spend your sats on them, like go to their geyser fund and donate your, your, your hodl, you know, you're, you're sitting there with all this Bitcoin or you're sitting there in a comfortable privileged place, support it any way that you can. And this is a really silly example, but I think the past two, three years, like you mentioned, I got to a more comfortable place. Not because, you know, the hash rate has been increasing with miners or because we have all these capital and resources or because the SEC is like, seems to be more okay with Bitcoin existing, all of this. But on like Twitter, Instagram, so many places, I'm seeing these little accounts pop up with like 80 followers, whatever. That's like this, uh, the, you know, this community in Brazil, this community in Thailand, this community in Zimbabwe, that like all of these local grassroots like meetups, like I'm seeing so many global meetups just growing their little social media presence and you see people interacting with them like in their own language whatever and i'm like oh it's here it's not going anywhere like these people the, are using it in places where community. the governments are like yeah the vegan bitcoin community oh God, yeah there's like, <laughs> there's like 20 of us now yeah oh my gosh i i i used to troll on it so much i posted on nostr again yesterday because nostr is another thing where like i am such a proponent of the tech and like what it is it's like censorship resistant social media i think it's incredible for activists incredible for so many people but the community it's like just devs that are really talking about it and it's it's just bitcoin only focus and it doesn't actually have to be about bitcoin period i think it's a natural place for people to talk about bitcoin and you can do that if you want but i was posting about like making dinner last night with my cast iron and i'm like vegans use cast iron too like sometimes i just like to throw that out there just to just to add something different not because yeah, yeah. i'm just like it's such an echo chamber like come on guys and we need more diversity good job yeah well you know I, I i try and we need people that like you know i'm a white guy running a podcast like right so we need like more like women doing this like i love hearing from women in the bitcoin space or just anything because like whether it's you or I was just listening to the episode that Natalie did with Walker and Carla mm, mm -hmm. like yesterday and just the way Carla talks about Bitcoin it like it kind of sounds like my wife like my wife took like a, a year to really kind of get what this was about just coming from the normal world because she was so just as I was but so she couldn't push through where I could a little bit push through the bro culture push through like 
why people are calling me names on social media because I'm not a libertarian who eats steak. Like, like this was like a huge thing for her. So like in general, like women are so turned off by, like I'm turned off by it, but then women are so turned off by the community that they see in, you know, in the, in the Western world, but it kind of goes beyond this. It could be in Germany. This can be in South Africa. I've heard many stories, not just in the U S of this type of stuff. And it sounds silly, but a lot of people hear about Bitcoin on social media. So if that's what they're seeing, that could be a turnoff. And it's not as simple as, oh, just push through it. Bitcoin's like not about that. It's like, yeah, I know that. But, you know, a lot of people just stop there. They're like, I don't want any part of this. That's that's bad. It is. It is. And that tells you that it's so early. Yeah. I keep going back to that, too. It's so incredibly early. And you mentioned, I, I think some people, too, think that once technology's here, things happen so quickly. And it has in a lot of ways. Like a lot of things have changed, but also we're not just talking about like code and tech or like a software company. We're talking about like a monetary revolution. So Very the good. only thing we can compare it to is like gold. And that has like a 2000 plus year history. And think about how long that took for, for something like that to even make its way as a currency. Like the first, you know, hundred years of Bitcoin, our, I would argue is early. Like until we stop mining all the coins that will exist, that is the early period. And then after that, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I know like different types of things will change, different apps, different hardware wallets, those sort of technologies will change. But I think that foundational um, yeah. philosophy and code of what makes Bitcoin exist, my personal opinion is I, I think, you know, a hundred years is still, still early on this. And I think some people think, oh, the early stage already happened. Now we're in this mainstream adoption phase and then it's hyper Bitcoinization by 2030. You know, I don't, I don't see that happening, fortunately or unfortunately. And the one thing I think we have to do, I want to see, again, I always say this isn't financial advice, but I want to see as many people who are poor and need Bitcoin get Bitcoin. Because I think too many Bitcoiners yeah, yeah. are like, you know, they say things about Bitcoin, but quietly they're kind of sitting back. They're like, hmm, I can't wait to stack this. And wow, I'm going to be so rich. Like, I know that's what they're thinking. Meanwhile, these other people don't have access to Bitcoin. And I think they'll still benefit at, at whatever price, but I'd like to see them stack or be given and taught how to hold Bitcoin as much as possible. So if you have Bitcoin, like given to people who, who need it um, and, and teach them how to hold it, they can, it'll change their life. Yeah, Bitcoin is distributed, but knowledge is not. So if before yeah. the money was the privilege, now knowing is the privilege. You know, there are some mm -hmm, people, mm -hmm. of course, everyone can buy Bitcoin peer to peer. Of course, everyone can on paper. How do a person in Africa that knows nothing about it will ever known that they could they can buy Bitcoin. So when we keep it for ourselves, we're doing the same things that the fiat system seems forever. You know, yeah. it's no different. Just because it's not accessible, it's not it's not fully distributed on a knowledge perspective. Another thing that makes me wonder, I mean, uh, I, I really like those uh, those uh, uh, niche of Bitcoiners that they think the dollar is going to collapse fast and the Armageddon uh, is uh, is upon us and, and in 10, 15 years uh, uh, we're going to have citadels and Bitcoin citadels are going to be the only safe heavens on earth mm -hmm. because everything is about to collapse. Bro, obviously you never left your tiny, tiny bedroom in a very privileged part of the world because if you travel mm -hmm. around, you realize that things are so slow. 
Um, yeah. We just we just came back from Lebanon. Lebanon defaulted on their debt in 2021, 260% inflation on an annual basis, the, the, the Lebanese lira. The state there is not is not there any yeah. is not there anymore as we speak mm. the prime minister is vacant the president of the republic of the lebanese republic is vacant and the president of the lebanese central bank is vacant it's the paradise of- and has been vacant for one yeah. year <laughs> now all public offices are closed the electric grid provide provi- provides three slash four hours of electricity period a day mm-hmm. a day and uh, it's a, 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 and still people manage they do things peer to peer they have their own power generator you buy me a car i give you the keys you give me the money we're good of course it's not scalable it's not yeah of course it's not scalable But, like people are going out drinking eating and oh, yeah. living their life working Private companies are, you know, they're using their brain. They manage to survive. They even, you know, realize how to make business better. So it's not that everyone is just there on the street, desperate, panicking, killing or... each other. They're just doing okay. Of course, could be better, but an entire economic system based on a fiat currency. I'm sorry, guys, does not collapse from day to night. And to be honest with you, exactly, we should be happy because if the dollars dies quickly, that means a lot of people is going to get hurt. That means mm-hmm. we're going to have decades of social unrest and probably war. I don't wish that. I no. want a, a slow transition. A, and I want, as you said, a lot of new human beings to discover bitcoin and jump mm-hmm. on board organically organic it's like the ipod yeah. you know you you used to de- listen music to the cd now you're you just bought your first mp3 and you are using the internet as an alternative for listening to music that is still mm-hmm. there it's just obsolete but you can always use your yeah. old CD player. As you said, I have the impression that who wants the dollar to collapse quickly, wants to have a privilege himself, you know, wants to be rich, fast. And if you think about it, that's so So fiat. fiat. That's so fucking fiat. (laughs) I mean, you're not a Bitcoiner. You are a fiat coiner. You just want your privilege to be the new privilege. Yeah, so you are shifting, mm-hmm. you, you, you are advocating for a shift from one privilege to another. And that's so fucking fiat. And that's also fiat when you just hold your Bitcoin and you don't use them. I mean, if you're just using yeah. fiat to me, you're supporting the fiat system, you're supporting fiat merchants, you're supporting your bank account, you're supporting your mm-hmm. uh, boss that pays you in fiat. That's it. If you want to gain mm-hmm. Bitcoin, you teach Bitcoin to your boss, you only support Bitcoin merchants. You for yourself choose to have privacy already on your bank account. That's Bitcoin. All the rest is fiat. 
living with fiat is yeah. fiat. If you, I mean, it, it is. If you use your credit card, you are paying fees to Mastercard, yeah, Visa, American that. Express. That means you are proactively supporting the fiat economy and fiat payment system. Period. Prove mm-hmm. me wrong, bro. Even asking <laughs> we do that when we can all the time. Can we pay with Bitcoin? Can I pay with Bitcoin? Maybe they don't accept it already, but they go home and they think about the crazy person in the taxi that talked about Bitcoin. I'm not going to orange peel all of them like that. I'm not going to orange peel the world like that. But I want to help someone. Someone will be, oh, this Bitcoin thing. Someone asked me to pay on a taxi with Bitcoin. Maybe I should learn more about it. If I have time, maybe I would never do it, but it's for sure more helpful than not spending any. If there is one merchant in your area, that accepts bitcoin guys Go he there. is a pioneer yeah why mm. don't you want to support someone that is pioneering and i'm not saying buy a car buy go there and buy one beer in bitcoin a month Let i'm not saying mm-hmm. you know uh give up to your stock nobody we are all stocking we are all saving in bitcoin but come on can't you afford to spend the 30,000 sats per month to support mm-hmm. someone that is the first in your neighborhood accepting bitcoin this is so retarded i can really mm-hmm. it, it makes my it makes my my mind melt and let all the others competitors see that people are going there just because they accept Bitcoin. This is huge. This mm-hmm. is the free market. You give a better service, I go, I come there, I copy you. Yeah, and I, I, I don't, I don't think he'd be listening to this. But even if he is, he can hit me up. There's a guy in my town. I know he's a Bitcoiner. We've gone to meetups together, and I've talked to him about like, let's do this. Let's, and he owns a, a local place downtown. I'm like, start accepting Bitcoin. Like, what, are, what are we doing here? He's like, oh, yeah, I want to this and that. And some people are like, especially businesses and his business is doing very well. Just, I think, concerned about the logistics, concerned about tax implications and and those type of things. It it can be complicated. But nowadays, too, at least in the in the U.S., there are a lot of services, even the mainstream, like financial institutions that do tax returns for businesses and stuff. They they all are on the same page with like if it's a way to make money for them, like collecting fees and stuff to do it, they'll do it. So they're all processing tax returns for for Bitcoin. This this podcast is like an LLC. I do it pretty easily with some of the main institutions. Like it's not that hard. So if you're also a Bitcoiner and you kind of know what you're doing, there's no excuse. I don't I don't mean you have to set up a BTC pay server and do like your own thing. There's some ways to do it um, that are maybe a bit more I mean, centralized. But then you can just re- you can just re- withdraw to your own wallet. So mm-hmm. I'm even having a tough time with Bitcoiners. I do know that do have businesses doing that i don't know if it's it's a mix of perception um i really really wish and hopefully one day soon like cash app and square which is huge in the u.s i don't i don't know if they have a presence in in europe at all actually i I don't know they Um, don't i didn't think so yeah yeah so like square is like everywhere for like cafes and small businesses in, in the u.s i'm like man if they could just have a separate rail pay with bitcoin i know people have asked all the time jack win jack win but so much of Cash App, I, I know Jack's a Bitcoiner, but so much of Cash App and Square is based on using those fiat payment rails. So they're going to have a lot of resistance to being able to build that into their to their software, their application for that. I think it will happen, maybe especially after the ETFs. But I'm like, 
you know, the more we can get merchants, uh, that's when we'll see another uptick is like when these, you know, institutions, these payment processors are just like, okay, we, you know, we accept Bitcoin through our terminals. Um, you hear it here and there like, oh, this gas station chain is accepting Bitcoin. And it's like, you look it up and there's like 30 gas stations in like Oklahoma <laughs> that, that use that. It's like, that's cool. You know, that's, that's a start. Um, but you know, my, my point being like, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's such a, a lift, I think for, for some people to think through accepting that, but, but you're right. Just starting small, just going and doing your part in those ways. And also it's, it's like fun. You're thinking, ah, I'm not going to support these credit card fees. That's a cool way to think about it. Yeah. But, yeah. but also, let's discuss technology and development. For example, yeah, I know some Bitcoiners, they don't like the Lightning Network. Personally, I love it. I use it mm -hmm. on a daily basis. Without the Lightning Network, the, our travels ah, wouldn't be possible. absolutely impossible. Mm -hmm. So I think the Lightning Network is a great technology and I'm very glad there is so much development on the Lightning Network and on all other protocols. But let's discuss the Lightning Network. All the companies that are paying developers to improve the Lightning Network that wants to offer, that wants to be Lightning service providers, all their business models literally is based on fees. So mm -hmm. if we don't transact on this damn lightning network, those companies are not going to have revenue. And if they don't have revenues, they cannot pay for development. And that means that the technology is going to start to advance at a, at a slower pace. And I mm -hmm. think as Bitcoiners, we, we don't want this to happen. So think about if every Bitcoin, if every human being that has Bitcoin um, would transact one dollar, one dollar, three thousand. I don't know how much is today. Three thousand sats per mm -hmm. month. We would have a huge liquidity on the Lightning Network. And that means a more sustainable business for all these companies that are advancing the technology that we use every day. So it's a no-brainer. It's just a small transaction. First of all, it's fun. I meet Bitcoiner mm. that they never did a single transaction on the Lightning Network, and I don't understand. It's so much fun to send sats mm -hmm. instantly. That's fun for nerds, baby. I know, maybe we're nerds, but <laughs> yeah. I guess no, okay. I guess a big chunk of Bitcoiners they should be nerds. But and you want to yeah. know new apps. I, I I don't know how many Lightning or wallets we have because this is mm -hmm. exciting new technology. Why we should not? own them. And mm -hmm. there is another niche of, of Bitcoiners. I call those the investors. And they and, and usually they answer, no way, I'm not going to spend one single sat because Bitcoin is going to go up to one million. And I don't want to be, I, I don't want to end up like the, the idiot guy of the pizza. Yeah, the one that we remember every year. Exactly. Yes. The one that made mm -hmm. history, history. The, the one that made history with the first Bitcoin transaction. But if you yeah. think about it, even from an investor perspective, this is so retarded because Bitcoin is both a protocol and 
a unit of account, 21 million Bitcoin. So protocol and coins. Mm -hmm. If the protocol is the product and we can call the coins shares of stock. a stocks of a company mm -hmm. and the product that the company sells is the protocol. So if you want, if you own stocks of a company, you want the, the product to be successful, right? Who is mm -hmm. Warren Buffett the, the, that I says, drink I drink a, a Coke every morning and is the single uh, biggest shareholders, right? It's so yeah. retarded. It's like you own Apple stocks and you buy Samsung phone for Christmas to every member of your family. This is so retarded. So using the protocol a little bit, it's an investment that it's going to make your stock more valuable on in the long run. So for mm -hmm. me, hodl to death, it's just obsolete. It made sense back in 2014, 2015. Bitcoin was small, needed to be protected. Hodl, let's hodl. Because Bitcoin is young. Because the alternative was selling. Exactly. Not using it. The alternative back then mm -hmm. was selling it. Don't sell your bit. Don't panic sell your Exactly. Mm -hmm. If you actually yeah. read the, 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 the forum where the meme starts, is not don't spend your Bitcoin. Is don't panic sell when Bitcoin crashes. So we mm -hmm. got this whole thing completely wrong. And nowadays, we are in 2023, we have a second layer that works as a charm. We, we are working on side layers. We have so many protocols and all those protocols, they are made to use Bitcoin. So mm -hmm. let's just use a little Bitcoin in our daily life and replace them right after. Or it's find so a way easy. to earn them, which is even better. Yeah, but if you earn yeah. them and you don't spend them, no, no, that's not so. Uh, of course, but at least that that takes out the initial payment rail, right? So in the U.S., we have these like direct deposit forms, and Strike can do that, where you can fill yeah. out a direct deposit form with like Strike or Cash App, submit it to your employer if you have a regular <laughs> paycheck that comes in, and a hundred percent or whatever portion you say will go right to your whatever account, and then you can withdraw the self custody or, or whatever. So that at least takes out one. Um, payment rail but i yeah i would say you know i maybe it's because i don't interact with with many um but the growing number of bitcoiners who are there are some people i forget the the guy's name i think he was big on the drivetrain thing um but anyway put out a recent post again about like lightning network is like is nothing it doesn't produce anything and this and that and the one thing no i think there are some lightning wallets or lightning apps this past year that if sometimes, you know, if someone's not going to use a Lightning wallet if it takes two minutes to load, right? If it takes like a while and you're trying to like quickly interact. There are some that take a little bit. I think I'm really like bullish on like Zeus Wallet, that team, and then Mutiny I've seen. And the the really revolutionary thing that I've been starting to see, because, you know, I, when I first got into Bitcoin, I did this weird thing where I like did a deep dive and I wanted to like try to, and I'm, I don't have a tech background or anything, but I got like my own node and raspberry pi and learn try to learn how to do all this i fumbled through and i was like oh my god i like f this up so bad so i jumped on like this reddit form and just started like asking questions and people like walked me through step by step like put this in like put this code in press enter like you know whatever so i, I figured it out but nowadays 
you don't have to run a node like that to run to be self custodial lightning like zeus has created and found a way that the uh, there's a meme on Noster that's big right now the node is in your phone so it's like so we're saying like is there a node in in the room with you like this the therapist <laughs> sitting on the couch that kind of thing so people can run their own node that's started up on your phone and that increases the privacy enhancement because sometimes you can run a node from home and if it's not set up right that's not very private you have to rely on your home network and your internet service provider if your electricity goes there's so, so many things where kind of the tech blows out your raspberry pi crashes whatever nowadays it's as easy as opening that up you can open a node like on your phone and i'm like that is the way lightning i think is meant to be you can have yeah. a burner phone like lightning node like if you're an activist like you can have a burner phone and then open up you know your own spin up your own node with that and even without the node there's also self-custodial ways where you can at least have you know your 12 words to own it that kind of thing but we're seeing like crazy developments in lightning that i'm like oh now absolutely. we're at the point where this thing is really going yeah absolutely and still to be honest with you i get it but i mean do we need to be self-sovereign every single second of our lives what yeah. i'm trying to say here is that the way i see my lightning wallet is like my physical wallet when i take mm -hmm. cash uh, when i keep my cash that I, and i'm gonna need that cash tonight i'm not gonna put my life savings in my wallet before i hit the streets here in milan this is mm -hmm. the way i see there are some uh, custodial wallets they work very well and if we keep in those wallets just you know 100 little set what's the what's the problem what's the point i am mm -hmm. all pro non-custodial app but if there's a custodial service that that works well and you keep just few hundred thousand sats on that bro no problem the some mm -hmm. someone is gonna something is gonna happen yes you're go, are you going to lose those sats yes but how much is that is exactly like if you get if a pickpocket if a pickpocket uh, st steal your wallet uh, uh, while you sadly. while you walk on the streets yeah i i've lost 100 bucks not funny i get it but it mm -hmm. is what it is life sucks sometimes and they are super good when you want to arrange bill a person you will never arrange bill yeah. a person with zeus ever you, yes. you have to, to for this uh blink is my favorite they just download yeah. them they put their phone number, they're ready to receive subs. You do this mm -hmm. with your taxi driver, with the waiter at the restaurant, with the guy you're yes. talking to at the uh, train station. They are perfect for unpilling. Of course, the app itself has a section when they can learn about Bitcoin and that says, don't keep your money here, self-custody your life savings. I mean, the point yeah. of this is just... First, first you have to show them Bitcoin and then they're going to get it. They're going to get to self-custody and, and, and stuff like that. But we have mm -hmm. to be careful 
uh, I give you one quick quick example. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was in Lugano for the Plan B Forum conference, mm-hmm. and there was a meetup of Bitcoiner the, the night before the conference in a bar. I was waiting. It was late. I was waiting in line to buy me another gin tonic, and there was this guy in front of me paying with Bitcoin, and the transaction was so slow very slow. I was, to be honest, shocked to see a Bitcoin transaction on the Lightning Network so slow. And I was Mm -hmm. talking to the owner of the bar and he was, I mean, he was saying, this is too slow. I have another club. Sometimes sometimes it's packed like this. There's no way I'm going to be able to uh, put this kind of payment in that club because it's too slow. This is too slow. Mm -hmm. And I asked, I got, to be honest with you, it was very slow. So I asked the guy, listen, bro, what are you using? Why is your lightning payment taking four minutes? And he goes, yeah, "Yeah, because you know what? Yeah, I I have Zeus on my node on Tor. And I, I, I look at I look at the guy yeah. and I tell them, bro, this be ready is by how like... this is how we onboard merchants, though. Mm-hmm. This is how we onboard more merchants. This is how we 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 drive merchants away from Bitcoin to protect what the privacy of your gin tonic. Come on, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't yeah. make sense like this. There's a compromise, you know. Yeah. Phoenix is great. Uh, Breeze is great. Breeze is great, but sometimes the, I mean. Zeus under uh, your with your own node and Thor, maybe much. it's a little bit too much, bro. Yeah. For like. Yeah, it really depends. I mean. Yeah, that's the thing, and I think that's such a good point because I like on, on Noster. The one of the reasons I like Noster is because there's apps. Like it's great for content creators, whatever. And so I use Albi on Noster and I've tried to incorporate some of the other wallets to Zaps and it's either it fails or it's too slow. And like, I hope they, and I think they are getting to a place, but right now I'm like, I want to send a quick Zap, Albi's working. And there's like this desktop browser and I can see, like if I lose my like 50 US dollars in Zats on Albi, I'm not going to lose sleep over that. So, so Mm. I know that. And another thing I want to bring up, because it was part of my own story, like I think there's a fear amongst Bitcoiners that if they don't start off like self-custodial with everything and self-sovereign that they just won't ever get to it. And I'm like, that's the furthest thing from the truth. My own journey is like, I'm pretty sure I first bought Bitcoin, first bought Bitcoin in 2021 when it came back down to like 30,000 or something like that. Just coincidental, by the way, I don't think I was like, I'm going to wait for it. I think it was just the timing of it. I was like, okay, this is something I want to kind of get into more. Um, I also bought a little ETH at the time because I was like, it's cheaper. And I've heard this so many times, like a month later, I sold it though. I was like, this is ridiculous. So then I was Bitcoin only, but I bought it on Coinbase. And then from there, I was like, I want to actually like own this though. I want to actually have it in my life. I learned after that. I wasn't like Coinbase is easy and great to use. I'm going to keep it there. I first got into it there and then I went into, okay, I want to hold it in cold storage. I want to do this. I learned from there. So I think the notion that people will buy from the centralized exchange and then just keep it there because it's easier or keep it like 
that's actually not true. I think most people start off in one of those forms and then grow more self-sovereign. Like you don't have to start off self-sovereign right away. But what I like what you mentioned, I'm not sure which wallet you were talking about that also says, you know, the possible risks, right? Or the, you should, you should own this, or you should have a app where you have the, the, the seed phrase where you can restore your balance, like things like that. They say, you know, this is centralized, but we encourage you to withdraw. Yeah. Or these are the other things you can learn. That's great. If someone's saying, okay, like if Wallet of Satoshi, which they haven't to the best of my knowledge, that works really, really well as a lightning app. But they're, they're like, put all of your Bitcoin on here. It's completely yours. It's safe. There's no way in, in hell that any government or we can rug you like that. That's just not true. Right. So I think yeah. it's just about people being aware of what it is they're using. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, if you're going out to a bar, I've been to meetups before and yeah, they're doing the same thing. And I'm like, I, or I've actually done it where I open up one of these like cool new apps and I'm like, this isn't working. Let me go back to strike or let me go back to my cash app or let me go back to wallet of Satoshi and just pay because I'm just trying to like, you know, donate to this uh, meetup. I've, I've done that like five different times where I'm like, ah, let me go back to wallet of Satoshi because this isn't working right now. And it, there isn't a long line, right? It's just like, if it's taking more than like 15 seconds, listen, my, my, my visa does it faster. And that, that's suck. the way yeah, that yeah. 99% of the world thinks and I think Bitcoiners need to hear that more. And it's being said more and more. This does not mean never do self-custodial options or self-sovereign options. But it means like, what is the point of lightning? It's for fast, easy payments. And like that, that pisses me off about that, that um, bar owner, the restaurant owner saying like, oh, I wouldn't want to use this. Man, that's such a bad intro to, to Bitcoin. Like, that's crazy. There is a way if every person that goes on the street, every content creator like Joe, Paco, us, even Carlin Walker, uh, try to yeah. unpeel a lot of people. They all use Custodia Wallet and they all take a lot of shit from Twitter. Joe, especially I saw recently. It's not that we're stupid. It's just that we've been doing a lot and they just are slow. They don't work most of the time. You don't know why at transactions didn't go through we as a bitcoiner can accept that but if something like that happens on paypal i mean i will freak out you know i would like wait mm -hmm. it's not working so we all end up using custodial wallet for day by day orange peeling that's it i mean yeah this i mean is these how people are is. sitting back and they're like you know citadels in the united states or whatever or wherever they live just like tweeting about you all doing incredible work actually going out there and talking to people about Bitcoin or using Bitcoin. It's like that's right now some of the most important work that can be done. That and activists in Togo using Bitcoin. Like these are some of the things or like education ecosystems in high schools in El Salvador. Like that is that is what it's about right now. Like if the U.S. is the last place on earth to get Bitcoin, I'm fine with that. Like uh, mm -hmm. like the the world ha the u.s has benefited from the exploitation mm -hmm. of everyone else so let's start with everyone else with the people's money with bitcoin so these people trolling i'm just like it, that's why twitter is just frustrating it's just like I, I know you all and and joe and everyone knows to just ignore it but yeah it's super frustrating and i, I forgot who it was um oh my gosh i don't want to get the person's name wrong but someone came after joe recently uh, maybe like a month ago or oh, so yeah. about about using lightning or about like oh you know oh oh uh, like a shop accepting lightning or bitcoin and be like that's not the way for mass adoption that's nothing with bitcoin and i'm like fuck you like yeah. it kind of is like i know it's small right now but like the videos i'm showing my normie friends or the conversations i'm talking about when they're like oh you do a crypto podcast what's that about um i correct i say well it's about bitcoin and then i say listen to this human rights activist 
this is what this is what they're doing with Bitcoin. Oh, cool. Like I showed my wife like a video of you guys yesterday. Just about like, oh. look at this cool. Like we love to travel. They're traveling. This is cool. So it's like <laughs> incorporating fun things that you all like to do in general and adding Bitcoin to that being like, this is this is the real world and this is how Bitcoin fits in. That's mass adoption to me. Not talking about Bitcoin is eternal energy. Here's this like AI graphic on Twitter. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, that's not going to be shit. That's crazy. It's, it's true. It's true. And uh, nothing of, uh, nothing of what we do would be possible without the lightning network. Uh, we find, yeah. we found ourselves uh, to, uh, two years ago in El Salvador, late 2021, Chivo lightning on Chivo was not working, so we were stuck with on chain transaction. That was a nightmare. A nightmare. Yeah. We we were trying to buy food uh, in a grocery store, and the line behind us was huge because Bitcoin was not confirming that damn block, and I was keep replacing mm-hmm. by fee on my wallet. I think I spent ten dollars in fee just because just I really to, yeah. wanted to be on the next block. So if we want. Uh, local communities to start uh, experimenting with with alternative forms of, of economy build of build on Bitcoin. Eastern settlements are needed. There's no way you're going to be able to start a, a, a local community or a local grassroots economy without the lightning network and the top layers that we're going to build in the future. Mm-hmm. So that's it. Lightning is Bitcoin and Bitcoin is lightning, period. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't think that, you know, people traveling around the world and using it and, you know, what's beautiful about lightning and the the work you all are doing, like, I mean, A, like, I get a little jealous. I told my wife that I was like, man, if I could just, you know, I want to go down to El Salvador and like, uh, you know, shoot a podcast and stuff. And I, I want, I actually want to at some point and we will, but um, you're you're doing these things that are really fun, right? It, it probably brings so much joy to, you know, oddly, I would probably say, and I'm curious your thoughts on this, um, you're going to a place like Lebanon where, as you put it, and I thought the same way about Argentina, right? In the U.S., we're obsessed with, like, talking, Bitcoiners are obsessed with talking about, like, inflation and saying, oh, my, like, so with the picture of, like, Argentina, which isn't even as bad as Lebanon in terms of inflation, we would think that people are, like, starving and it's like the walking dead or something it's just like you know how are these people even functioning they're dying by the millions every day clearly um i actually think peter mccormack to his credit said something like they're still like going out to eat they're still like doing their thing they're just figuring out a way to to do it there's more like gray market cash exchanges there's you know they're updating restaurant prices all the time i think you all talked about this in turkey as well um in one of your videos so these places are still going on and i bet even in a place like lebanon you know, the U.S., we just cast everything in our major newspapers, New York Times. We always cast everything as, wow, it must be so depressing. It must be so dark to live anywhere in Africa or in Lebanon. There's no joy. They have no 401k. How, how can they be happy? You know, all, all of these stupid, crazy things. But I'm sure in Lebanon, just using using Bitcoin and doing different things, it's also just fun. And you see like hope and joy, not because there's just this level of like, despair there is but it's like seeing people figure things out that makes me feel incredibly hopeful about like humanity we always are figuring things out that's incredible absolutely the the resilience 
human beings have sometimes it's it's mind blowing uh, yeah. one one mind blowing moment we we had recently was in turkey when we realized that for example uh, low income classes low income family they use bottles of detergent as a store of value literally wow. bo- bottles mm-hmm. and bottles of detergent Detergent is perfect because it's very useful. Everyone needs it. It does not expire. So -hmm. you can just buy it today, store it home and sell it tomorrow in your neighborhood or online. Mm -hmm. So they have all these forms of peer-to-peer economy based on goods that they find are a good alternative to an uh, an hyperinflating local currency. So you, when you see things like this, you really understand that human beings are probably the most resilient thing on earth, and, and that's mm. and that's fantastic. So ev- so eventually they are all going to understand and find Bitcoin on their path. It's just a matter of time. Mm-hmm. If we if we can effectively teach them, it's going to happen just yeah. way much faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I want to, before we wrap up too much, I want to ask a fun question because I, you know, even outside of Bitcoin, I love traveling. I love um, these things. So I'm, I'm curious, even Bitcoin aside, or it can involve Bitcoin, for both of you individually, what would you say is maybe one or the top two places that you've traveled that you just love, love, really enjoy going to these places? I know you're both based out of Milan. Where do you really enjoy traveling to? What's been one of your favorite cities to go to? I think the highlights for uh, uh, the last year for us was Guatemala. I would never mm. go. I, I I don't know, but I went to Guatemala just for Bitcoin, and I was very surprised on how beautiful it is. Everyone is mm-hmm. now going to El Salvador, but Guatemala is just like El Salvador, just a little further, and it's beautiful. The vegetation there, it's amazing. The beaches are cool, and the lake, the Bitcoin Lake, it's just mm-hmm. so much fun. It's a place where you will go on vacation with your family and your friend, and it's full on Bitcoin friendly. Like you can live in Bitcoin there. the The community is from you know from the bottom up. It's it's super cool. So I think Guatemala is definitely one of our highlights. Yeah, see, it's a lovely country and very close to El Salvador. Everyone goes to El Salvador, but Panajachel, mm-hmm. that is the city where the Bitcoin Lake is, is a big touristic city. So the Bitcoin Beach is cool, of course, but it's a very small village. In mm-hmm. the Bitcoin Lake, you can really enjoy your holiday. You can do everything there in Bitcoin. There are clubs playing music up until very late. You can get drunk and dance and pay in Bitcoin. We did paragliding all over the lake and paid Mm -hmm. for it in Bitcoin. You can rent a boat. There's the Bitcoin tuk-tuk. All sorts of restaurants, bars, hostels and hotels. So it's a fantastic touristic venue. 
for Bitcoiners, uh, and this is a shout out, Bitcoiners out there, I know you have a wife that doesn't give a shit about Bitcoin and gets very bored when you talk about Bitcoin. Or Perfect. a husband, because we're progressive. Or yeah. a husband, because we're progressive, <laughs> absolutely. Perfect. You have to go to Panahachel. She or he are going to For enjoy them. a normal holidays and you can do Bitcoin. Meanwhile, mm. so it's the perfect, perfect holiday uh, venue. Yeah. That's that's the life hack. Um, I, I do want to ask one more question. This is this is towards Laura. So in your thoughts on Bitcoin is even our audience, right? Our YouTube stats are like, it's so funny. I don't know how they get these stats, but it's just, just so male dominated. Everything in Bitcoin, it's finance in general, all of this. Yeah, like, yeah technology and is, finance. Yeah, all of that. So, I mean, first of all, if there are like women listening, like we need more like Bitcoin podcasts, but also like women led podcasts, like all, all of these things to to appeal to to women. Um, so what What are your thoughts on whether it's talking with friends, like female friends of yours, other like women content creators and folks in the space. Um, unfortunately, there's like, I can feel like I can count some of the major ones on my hands or maybe one hand um, in terms of the, that are out there. What are your thoughts on how in this male dominated space, we get more women involved in, in Bitcoin, like either speaking up or seeing it as relevant or something that either they, they would be interested in. I'm curious your thoughts on this. First at all, I'm very proud of my friends because, for example, they get Bitcoin slower, but so much better than the male friends. Every male friends of mine, they came back after a month that they bought Bitcoin, they bought all the shit coin that they could find. All my girlfriends, they never literally did it. They bought themselves a, a another wallet. They're stacking stuff every month. So I can see this different. I think women uh, do get the story of value concept a lot. This is something that we saw in Turkey. Mothers, mm. at the end of the day, in Turkey, they just go, they buy gold for the family to protect the, the life savings, et cetera, et cetera. So I think women do have their Bitcoin mindset. It's just that they think it's a technology and finance thing. So it's not mm -hmm. very easy now to, to get more in, women involved. But I think... Yeah, we should just change, as we said before, the way we speak about it. I am trying on my little to speak about Bitcoin to my girlfriends on Instagram. We should teach feminists that Bitcoin is the perfect tool for to protect uh, women's rights all around the world. Mm -hmm. We just we just just need to tune the 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 Bitcoin narrative a little bit more on on women. It could it could be anything. Uh, we love. Yeah, we love freedom. We want we want to have our own, you know, self-sovereign bank account that is not in mm -hmm. bank, but it's in Bitcoin. I think it just need a lot. Of, uh, we just need a lot of time. Yeah, uh, time and patience. But I'm I'm very happy of what I'm seeing. And we need to orange peel Kim Kardashian. Yeah, that would help a lot. Taylor Swift. Uh. That would help. Oh, I joked Gomez. with my I joked with my wife last night about Taylor Swift. Oh, someone, what? Is, someone's like, oh, have Taylor Swift on your podcast. I was like, oh, right, I'll get right on it. Like, <laughs> you know, what are you talking She's about? Huge. Um, yeah. So, so it, it sounds trivial, but yeah, so far a lot of these celebrities get roasted with FTX, right? Um, so I'm like, I wonder if it's it's not the 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 craziest thing. Um, 
another thing I wanted to touch on, I had a guest on recently and I won't reveal who because people have to listen to the episode to find out. Um, but she was talking about, and she was very open on the podcast, talking about going through, this is someone in the US, going through a recent divorce and they were, uh, as a woman, um, she was a very successful man and was worried about how do I protect my wealth? How do I have like a future? Like, like in terms of these things and started getting into Bitcoin. And then she started spreading that to her close group of like female friends about like owning your sovereignty. And that's in the U S like I've heard stories of like Afghani women who don't have access to, to bank accounts. You know, it's, it's great for having those conversations about women in other nations that they can't have access to property or, or money without their male counterpart or father or whatever. But even in yeah. the U.S., there's like domestic violence. There's there's Absolutely. there's women who are like, "What do I do without my yeah. husband's wealth because of our patriarchal system?" And that's just how how it was or is yeah. in their in their family. Having Bitcoin and then seeing it go up in price, just that practical nature of like, are you concerned about what do I do if my husband's not here? Are you concerned about you're in this unhealthy marriage or relationship, but you're just staying in it because you don't know what else to do? Bitcoin can be an answer for that um, yeah. or, or start investing in that. And I was blown away by that. Just hearing that this person is a person of privilege in the United States, um, bigger in the space. And at that time they were terrified um, and were like, what do I do? And Bitcoin helped them feel more like take a deep breath and say, everything's going to be okay. Like I have a future now. And that, that was like incredible to hear. Yeah. Uh, statistically, the vast majority of unbanked in the world are women. So that's, mm -hmm. that's absolutely, but if, and even as you said in the US, one of our favor, favorite custom made t-shirt has the hashtag free Britney on it. And, I was gonna bring that up too. Are you wearing it? And, nice. there, is, yeah. and, and there is the Bitcoin B. Britney is with the Bitcoin B. Uh, yeah. So, okay, as Bitcoiner, we should uh, we should uh, uh, advocate for free Ross, but also free Britney was important. Think about it. If we could have orange peeled Britney Spears back in the ago. days, ten years ago, mm -hmm. that would have been huge for her and the fan base. Yeah. And for mm -hmm. Bitcoin awareness uh, all over the US and the Western world, there are so many use cases, so many use cases. Yeah, I mean, we could spend all day talking about yeah. use cases. And that's what I just trying to do more and more of and was so looking forward to chatting with you guys because I knew it would be centered around this. And I, I want more normies to stumble upon our podcast. I mean, there's two words in our podcast that I always go back and forth with that turn people off, progressive and Bitcoiner. <laughs> so it's like some people are like, I'm not going to listen to anything. Progressive means Elizabeth Warren. Well, Whoa. we're trying to help people realize it. it's one of the biggest like uh, camps ever, uh, you know, that that kind of group of leftist, whatever. And then Bitcoiner. So I, I'm intentional about using that, but it, it does like turn people off. So but, you know, I, I'm hoping that more and more normies tune in, tune in um, based on how we advertise who we're talking to and what we're talking about. We appreciate your courage a lot. And, that, and, the, and this next cycle uh, is going to be huge. You know, yeah, it's always, I, so. uh, I mean, when, when, when there is a new disruptive technology like Bitcoin, the early days are, of course, uh, for 
geeks and nerds or very small political niches like for Bitcoin was the anarcho ancap world or the ultra right wing libertarian. If you think about it, Exactly the same happened with the internet in the early mm -hmm. days. Yeah, because I the, use that comparison a lot. It's such a new concept. And who's going to find out about it if not mm -hmm. geeks, nerds, and ext extremist sociopaths or extremists? Mm -hmm. But the more, <laughs> a technology, the more a technology grows, the more a technology scale, the more people we onboard those new those new uh, i mean those new guys that are gonna come and uh, and understand bitcoin in the next few years they're gonna just be the average guy on the street thank mm -hmm. god because we need yeah. that yeah, we, we need those people as well so the more we grow the Did less... you say they're funnier, Laura? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bitcoiners aren't that funny. Yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. I know I say not that all the time. <laughs> not, not, a, so not at all. Some of my favorite people. It's like connecting with you guys. I tell my wife this all the time, and I was like, you know, there, there's like, I mean, the, the number's growing, but I'm like, oh, there's genuinely some people in the Bitcoin space. I'd be like, oh, I think I'd be friends with in real life. That's the number I want to see like growing because there's exactly. a lot of yes. Like, Bitcoiners, I'm like, okay, nerd out about Bitcoin or some meetups and stuff. But honestly, I'm like, well, my, most of my friends aren't that. Like my friends, we have different values or cultural values or we go to vegan restaurants or political stuff or we, you know, like traveling in Europe or Paris or wherever. So so it's like those values, we're going to see more and more of that coming in. And I have one other, one other group that I'm still just waiting for different groups and social movements to get into Bitcoin, like the LGBTQIA group. Like there's so many other groups that, I think have yet to really find and harness Bitcoin. The um, climate change that we're gonna see. Yeah, I, I'm so waiting for that too, especially anytime I see, I mean, the joke is anytime someone paints like a building like orange, right? Uh, especially in Europe and England, these climate movements, I'm like, they're close. They're getting, they're in the right color. <laughs> you know, let's, let's figure this out. And what are we doing um, rather than welcoming them? We're insulting them all the time yeah. on Walk. Twitter. Like, what the heck? Who cares? Like, they're with us. We're playing the same game. We want to yeah. fuck the same system. We're no, against the Walk. same systems. Exactly. Like, oh. Because a lot of Bitcoiners keep forgetting that Bitcoin is freedom. And freedom means that it's for everyone. And it doesn't matter what you think about the yeah, and the enemy of my enemy is my friend so let's do this thing together rather than insulting yeah. everyone that is not the maxima we call them maxima priests maxima priests that, so like, that's how we call them the carnivore maxima like or bitcoin or bitcoin hamish and... yeah yeah it's yeah. up to you yeah let's they're like in the u.s welcoming. it's it's like yeah, it's like homesteaders. So it's like, yeah, why are you, you're saying you're a freedom maximist there. And there's a few, I won't mention them by name. I mean, it's fine, but uh, that are self-described freedom maximalists. But I'm like, you're borderline white Christian national, like in the United States, like you're very fundamentally religious. You're that's fine. But stop saying that your goal is freedom maximalism and Bitcoin, because that's not what that is. That's something else. So you need to be welcoming of all groups. Like, sure, like live and let live. Like, can we get back to that? understanding and that that's kind of the the liberal left camp i come from so it's funny that that some on the right in bitcoin in the u.s are like yeah that but no you you have to homeschool your kids you have to be <laughs> a carnivore you have to Don't be religious um 
you 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 know if you're a homosexual couple that doesn't count you know all of this stuff is just like guys what what is what is going on and and luckily those voices are getting more and more quiet or they're at least shutting up about it because they're they're realizing oh they're getting a lot more shit than they than they used to when they say certain things um so we're we're trending in the right direction and last thing i'll say because people always bring this up it's not about making bitcoin for the gay community or bitcoin is progressive or liberal it's like i'm putting these labels on things because so many in the community and mainstream media too have made it seem like bitcoin is only for x group especially in the west right so trying to, the more we bring in all of these groups, the mm. less it'll be viewed as for this one particular camp. So it's like, we have to be vocal about intentionally recruiting people so that then we can back off and just say, all right, it's just a tool. It's just money. Yeah. It's just better money. It's that better tool that we're all trying to get to, but we got to be intentional to make that happen. Yeah. Bitcoin is not for the LGBT community, but we know we do need an LGBT leader bringing bitcoin in the community we do need yeah exactly and and a page that talks to lgbt people about bitcoin and how to use mm-hmm. it and why to use it etc 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 so we need a more decentralized centralized community yeah. vertical in one topic that talk to a specific niche yeah. climate change lgbt mm-hmm. people feminists I don't care if I don't agree with them. I don't care if I think they're yeah, wrong. It's okay. I want them to have every yeah, exactly. tool and knowledge necessary okay. to onboard more people on Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. It's the, you know, don't thread on me, but let me thread on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, let's just stick with the first one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, gosh, we could keep talking forever. This was so great. I, I really hope a lot of folks listen to this episode. I think, you know, in addition to you guys are producing a, like great and fun content, you're also really smart just about how you think about Bitcoin, both of you, and can appeal to so many different different people. So, you know, thank you so much for, for coming you, on the Trey. show. Thank you, It's for been doing fun. This. Yeah. And I want to make sure, you know, obviously, you know, your your handles on social media and all of that, we'll put in the in the show notes. But um, what do you guys have coming up in terms of any any travels, whether it's you know soon or in the next year? What are what are some things you're up to? Uh, now we uh, we've been in Milan for the last la- last couple of weeks. Uh, we're doing events and conferences here in Milan, but Africa is next. So we're gonna we're gonna awesome. leave for we're gonna leave for Africa in the next few weeks, uh, and we're gonna be. It's it's a, I think it's a good time to start following the Bitcoin explorers because we we're gonna travel quite extensively in the next uh, six months. And there are so many stories to tell. We just mm-hmm. can't wait. Yeah. What is the yes. best way for, for folks to like support you? Uh, like financially with lightning, sats, all of that. Uh, Instagram. It, it's okay. It's okay. To, to be honest with yeah. you, yeah. Uh, with a follow and a share, we just started this new project. It's less than one year old. So we have an X account, an Instagram account, a very mm-hmm. small TikTok a- yes. account that we are just mm-hmm. learning how to use. And then there is a, the, a, our YouTube mm-hmm. channels. So mm-hmm. we, we're just... We're starting with yeah, this. Yeah, and, and feedback. If yeah. you guys wish to see something specific on our travels, like I want to see more of your daily routine or I want to mm-hmm. hear more about Bitcoin, whatever. If you have any feedback, yeah. that would be amazing. What we try to do is to make Bitcoin a little bit more pop. 
with our travels mm -hmm. and with, with what we do. So just give us a follow, uh, watch, our, watch what we do. And if you have any kind of tips or whatever, just reach us. Uh, reach out to us because we are so looking forward to meet new people while we travel and on social media. And if you want to tip, uh, go on Nostra. I have an account uh, zapped as uh, I will share it with Ricky. That, that's what she <laughs> Wait, says. You, you, you have an account on Nostra? I don't know what yeah. that is. Yeah, yeah. It's so hard to search on Nostra. That's another. It's thing. impossible so, like... to search on Nostra. It's not hard. I have an account yeah. as well, but there's yeah, a lot of work did, yeah. to be done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. We'll be in thank touch. Thank you, Trey. Thank I'm, you. I'm excited to follow along. Um, and yeah. I'll be sure to share all of those things as well. All thank right. you, my thank friend. Thank you guys so much. Take care. Thank you.